Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Huge show in store for you tonight. We're going to break down some LSU practice from this last week. What did I see? What did I not see? What are some good things that I like? What are maybe some concerns? I will tell you this. There are a lot more positives coming out from what I saw this weekend versus the negatives. There's only one big, and I wouldn't even really call it a negative uh, that I saw this weekend uh, as we did make ourselves, or I made myself out to LSU practice. So we'll break that down. We'll talk about the biggest takeaways. Uh, There is one, like I said, there is that one concern, but we'll break all that down. Uh, We're going to talk about the coaching staff. What did I like? The principles, the teaching philosophies. What is this coaching staff trying to implement all across the board with this team, I think it was very good. Some of the things and the principles that I saw and what they're trying to accomplish very early on. So we'll we'll talk about the coaching staff as well. Mike Thomas is he an issue down in New Orleans? We will talk about that as well. If a man's not answering a phone call for three, four, five, six months, it wouldn't be six months, but yeah, maybe because your season ended what in January. If he's never answering a phone call, you probably have an address for him. Maybe you wouldn't go see him other than stop answering a phone call. So we'll talk about some of the Mike Thomas stuff. I, I think that Sean Payton's doing some of the Rudy Pooh shit that he always does. We'll talk about that. He might be my Rudy Pooh of the week that we will get into at the end of the show. But guys, I'm very excited for tonight. We've got a lot, a lot to talk about in reference to some LSU football. But before we get started, we've got to thank our good partners over at believe podcast guys go over there and subscribe subscribe to our youtube channel so if you're watching us live right now and you're on youtube don't forget to hit that subscribe button and the like button you can actually hit the down button so anyone the like or the down button it helps us either way so you like to show you don't like to show it doesn't bother me 
one iota. Also, if you're on Facebook, do me a favor, hit the like button as well. Share it to your Facebook uh, groups. Share it to your social media pages. Also, if you're on Periscope, hit that retweet. And I'm really excited. I got to tell you guys something that I'm kind of – and my wife had been telling me to get on this. Uh, but I'm really excited about our TikTok channel. So go over to TikTok for all you TikTok watchers, TikTokiers, and don't and type in AYS Rafino and and don't forget to hit that plus button. So really excited about our YouTube channel when our TikTok channel when I uh, announced that we were at practice, it got close to twenty thousand views on TikTok. So uh, it was really fun. And I'm glad that you guys gave a lot of feedback. But before we get started, let's get to a couple of these comments and then we'll talk some some LSU football. Paul Bat says, I love that SEC sports bars, bro, are riding off LSU. Please continue to sound like clowns. Uh, Mark says on YouTube, it's AYS go time. Kenny says that he's listening from our own vacation. I appreciate that, Kenny. Kurt Paul says, good evening to everyone. Uh, Derek, Danny, Blaine, Aaron, uh, Dalton, uh, I'll say let's go, let's get started. And Henry says we are live in this thing. Happy Rudy Poo Monday. It is a Rudy Poo of a Monday. So don't forget at the end of the show to get your Rudy Poos in. So let's do this. Let's pay some bills around this thing, and then let's talk about some LSU practice and some LSU football. None better than our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons and BetOnline.ag. Guys, with 63 years of experience, nobody is more equipped to servicing your vehicle, your RV, your truck, than GM Varno and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. And tell them your good friend, Mr. Blake Rafino, over at AYS. Since you own by it, our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. Guys, all the bets, even... If you're a big Cowboys fan, who's going to be the first person to talk on hard knocks? You know who that – every bet is coming through betonline.ag. So get on over today, sign up. You'll get 50% off your first welcome bonus. You want to bet some LSU preseason. You want to bet who uh, is going to win the NFL MVP, who's going to win the Super Bowl. They got it all. And now that it's legal in the state of Louisiana, do your mobile sports gambling never has been a better time. BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. All right, let's get this thing rolling, y'all. All right, I see the comments flying in. Uh, Terry Hilton says, how does Nussmeyer look? Garrett Nussmeyer. We all know that you like Max. Please give us your honest opinion on Nuss. How far off? Is he without uh, much bias as possible? Well, Terry, I know that you're going to call me out and say that uh, of the bias. I would say that Nuss looked okay. I'd say that he's still picking up the offense, which isn't which isn't a, a slight, um, not really a slight at Nuss. I think that he's always had the ability. He's always got good feet. He's mobile enough. He's got a great arm. So I think the biggest thing for Nussmeyer is how quickly can he get up to speed? Uh really just tossing dimes. I mean, one play you saw were Major Burns, who I've been telling you guys for weeks that Major Burns was going to be the starting safety beside Jay Ward. Major Burns had the one-headed interception, underthrown uh, Brian Thomas, uh, and he comes down with it. So I think that there are some things, some timing issues. It's not that Nuss doesn't have the arm. People are like, oh, my God, a, a wide receiver was underthrown. 
What's going on here? A lot of that has to do with timing. Garrett Nussmeyer has a bazooka attached to his right shoulder. So don't act like the man's not got a great arm. So I, I think that he was good. I, I like what I saw from Nussmeyer. I, I, I will tell you this before I get into all the comments. The three things, the three biggest things that I saw this weekend, number one is how sharp LSU was offensively. Tight end was a little bit of concern, probably the biggest concern for me. And it's it's really not even close. Um, I'll get to the tight end position last. I thought that from a quarterback, running back, and even receiver aspect of it, Jake Peets coaching the quarterbacks, coaching the running backs as Kevin Falk was out, was at the Hall of Fame this weekend with his good friend Alan Fanica. Shout out to Alan Fanica for making the Hall of Fame. So all you recruits out there that are listening to us, you can come to LSU and be a future Hall of Famer your damn self. But he was coaching the running backs. How does he want him them to run routes? It reminded me. When I watched John Emery day one and then when I watched Ty Davis Price day two, it reminded me when they were running routes of watching a Christian McCaffrey. Now, Ty is a little bit bigger than Christian, and I'll give that to you. But I think the way that they break off the route, so when you when a running back's coming out of the backfield and the way that he stutters and the way that he does things, the way that Jake's teaching him is a lot like Christian McCaffrey-like. I like that, coming out of the backfield. I like that uh, um, uh, George Munoz is in there. He's not coaching the guys, but giving Jake some of his takes, giving Jake some of his feel on what he's seeing. Guys, I like some of the principles that both of them are coming on. I think from an offensive standpoint, the connection that I the – one, the one thing I wanted to see is when you're going through team drills, when you're going through one-on-ones, when you're going through everything, how does DJ Mangus and how does Jake Peets communicate and will that translate? I will tell you this, it sure as hell translated on the practice field very damn well. Very damn well. They didn't miss a beat offensively. I thought that the running backs looked good. I thought that uh, Amari Goodwin, guys, (laughs) I know that he messed up on a drill and people are, oh my God, Amari Goodwin, oh my God, oh my God. He messed up on a drill. That kid's going to be a stud. That kid's legs, I, I, that kid's legs is huge. I, you know, you see it on film and you see it. You're like, man, this kid's kind of. He, he might be shorter, but the kid's stout. But when you get up close to him, I'm like, man, I don't know. I mean, it's bigger than my head, and I got a, I, I got a watermelon sized head. I, I ain't no cap. I got a watermelon sized head. So I thought that from a handing the ball off, getting it to receivers, it they didn't miss a beat. Now, the question will be, well, and I know the biggest question is going, Blake, how's the offensive line? Okay. The entire offseason, everybody talked about the offensive line. Get your popcorn ready. <laughs> All right. Blake, the offensive line stinks. Get your popcorn ready. This isn't Steve Insminger from a year ago when you want to run a power game, you want to run outside zone with a power. This isn't the old school way of doing things. This is exactly what I thought that they were going to be doing. I've been telling you for the last three weeks that LSU is going to be going back to zone blocking schemes. The the running game is going to look from an offensive line standpoint like it was in 2019. Oh, well, Blake, you don't have depth. Tell that to Austin Deculus, who I've been saying, I said last week, and I'm going to say it again here, Garrett Dellinger is a guy that's stepping up. You don't have depth. That kid is going to be a freak of nature. Can You You can move him at guard. You can play him at right tackle. I worry about him going over to the left side. I think that's too much for a freshman. But the kid's not going to be physically mismatched as a true freshman. 
I promise you that. I thought Cardell Thomas looked good, honestly. The way that he was moving, it looked like his technique was a lot better. Anthony Bradford looked really good. I don't know how you're going to keep Anthony Bradford off the damn field. I'm just going <laughs> to – all right. Can't, I ain't going I ain't going to talk about the O-line no more. I ain't going to talk about him. I'm going to give a, I'm going to give a small take when asked. Small take when asked. Y'all keep It's funny that nobody's talking about the O-line after the first week of practice, ain't it? What show have you heard the last 3 days talking about the O-line being shit? Oh. Oh. Oh goodness gracious. You hadn't. Huh. Interesting. And the Rudy Poos that are doing it didn't go out and see what we saw. They're not. They don't have the access that we did. That we got. People that don't know football, bro. Uh let, I'll get over to the. Let's go to a tight ends, and then I'll get over to defense really quickly. Um, guys, I, I'm pretty damn worried at tight end. I'm not worried about them from a receiving standpoint. I'm not. I'm not worried about them. From a from a yak yardage, the, can they get up the field? Can they get yards? Can they catch? I'm not worried about any of that, guys. I'm worried about blocking. You know, the the most unsung hero from Joe Burrow, and I'm going to take Joe Burrow's word. And the film doesn't lie in the running game. It's Thaddeus Moss in 19. Everybody says stop talking about 19, but it did have that feel going to, in 19 and coming in 21. It had that feel. I don't, I don't have a lot of confidence currently that Jack Besh, who I think is probably about 210 pounds, I'm not saying he can't. I'm not saying he won't. It, it's hard for me to see him currently going up against a 290-pound defensive end and wrecking shop. Uh, Cole Taylor, you know, and then if you take Besh out, you put Cole Taylor in, and then you telegraph to the entire world that you're about to start running the football. I don't know how they're going to rotate that in and out. Now, can Jack Best stand his own? Can he stand his ground? I, I don't really care about the kid's frame right now. I don't care that the kid may or may not have a six-pack of abs. Get that kid bigger so he can physically be okay on the outside of a tackle and be okay in the running game. Because right now, I don't know if he will be. I don't know if he will be. A freak of nature, yes. Going to battle for every yard, yes. Can catch the ball, yes. Can run routes, yes. Blocking an SEC defensive end or an SEC all-caliber linebacker, I have absolutely no idea. I think it'll be okay at linebacker. A 290-pound DN, I don't know that. I don't know that. So that is, on this team, my biggest concern, without a question, is tight end. You're thin there, man. You're thin there. I'm going to get to a couple of these comments in just a minute. On the defensive side of things, uh, I thought that Sage Ryan is also a guy, so if we're going to talk freshman, I was going to talk freshman last. I don't know how you keep Sage Ryan off the field. Um, I was I was hesitant at first to say, because a lot of people have been pumping up Sage Ryan, and I, I understand that. But, you know, I'm hesitant to talk about guys that are day one starters. Guys, the number one player in the country in Mason Smith, he's not going to be a day one starter. I don't mean that in the wrong way. He is going to rotate. He's going to play a shit ton of downs, a shit ton in this defense. But a day one starter, guys, understand what you're saying. Sage Ryan, I man, he looks smooth, y'all. He looks smooth. As Buddy Sanji said after practice, he looks smoother 
than a baby's butt on how he was out of his breaks, how he was catching the ball, how he was covering in the slot, how he blitzed, how he came back, how he was in the back end, how he was covering, how he did zone, how he did man. Guys, that kid's smooth now. There's a reason that kid was a five-star. You guys know how uh, often I am cryptic about saying, man, be hesitant, be hesitant. I'm not hesitant on him whatsoever. There are some things that I might be hesitant on moving forward with some other cats and some other individuals. Um, but not him, <laughs> not him. I, I do have a feeling watching the DB, the DB core in this first week, I do have a feeling that they're going to cover people like a Snuggie. Not a Dougie, a Snuggie. All right. Been warning you guys about Major Burns. I've been warning you about Jay Ward. Um, been warning you about Dwight McLaughlin. Something I saw too is Corey Raymond you know, they were going through reps, and, and Dwight McLaughlin is going through a rep against uh, against Eli Ricks, and he's using perfect form, and Corey Raymond's like, do it again, do it again. Guys, this is perfect form. This is exactly how you're supposed to be doing it, talking about Dwight McLaughlin. Uh, I don't know how you keep him off the field. Now, to say that you're coming from the worst pass defense in the SEC to the best, that's a tall leap. But guys, they have the athletes. Let's not let's let's make this known on August the 9th. If LSU starts struggling in the back end, it is not because they don't have talent. If they start struggling in the back end, it's because I don't want to say scheme, but I don't think scheme's going to be an issue. Durante Jones, who was fiery who showed his energy a lot like Jake Peets and DJ Mangus. Major Burns getting an interception, and the whole defense is going high. It's like you put on a a, 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 a boosty song, and the whole defense is just livening it up. Linebackers I thought was okay. I think they're, they're still trying to battle out who's going to start there. Mike Jones. Who, Mike Jones? Y'all, Mike Jones ain't no joke. Um, I think they're going to ballot there. One thing I did like, too, um, one thing I did like is Glenn Logan did look a lot a lot leaner. I mean, get, the roster here has Glenn Logan. Glenn Logan at 303. So, guys, Glenn Logan going from 325 pounds to 303. I don't know if that guy – I don't know if Glenn Logan's touching 300 pounds right now. Glenn Logan will not be 300 pounds at the end of camp. I can promise you that. Uh, Joseph Evans, listening at 306. I don't know if that kid's going to be over 306. So I think that they're doing some things to make sure uh, that these guys are trimmed down, the body fat's down, they're gaining a lot of muscle. I thought a lot of these guys looked good. The only concern that I would have defensively, I mean, what are you going to do with Cardell Flott? What are you going to do with Sage Ryan? Can Sage pick it up? And linebacker. Um... I still have my worries at linebacker. Now, can the D-line give this linebacking core some time? You know, is this D-line going to get blown off the football? Are you going to give up 307 yard rushing yards to Ole Miss? I don't know that. But I think that they have a lot of athletic bodies there that can get them out there. A lot of athletic bodies. So, we'll see. All right, let's get to a couple of these comments. Uh, Pay, uh, Paul says, Peyton hasn't been the same since he tried CrossFit. Maybe talking about Sean Payton. That man's, of course, he's doing CrossFit. Uh, Mark says, hashtag ask Blake, how's the new studio going? Good. It's raining too damn, way too damn much. Uh, Colin Thibodeau says, this year the offense may have to may have to be 
pass to set, may have to pass a seven runs. What Collins trying to say? The run game finds their footing. Well, they didn't. They didn't miss a beat. No balls dropped the ground. Balls were not. Don't get perverted on this one. Balls were not touching ground this weekend. Understand what I'm telling you. Either offense is coming up with it, the defense coming up with it. Balls aren't hitting the ground. Uh, Jacob says, major burn, Todd Harris, Jordan Tolls, or one of the freshmen. I think right now, Jacob, it is – well, I don't even think. I mean, the starters are at safety, are Jay Ward and Major Burns. It is Jay Ward and Major Burns. Uh, Brian Thomas was a guy that – you know, we're talking about freshmen. I mean, look, you got Brian Thomas going against one-on-one against Eli Ricks. You know, Eli Ricks ain't winning those, ain't winning those battles right now. Let me say that again. Let me, let me say that again because I know that you're going to take a, to, a double take of what I'm just telling you. Brian Thomas, the wide receiver out of Walker, is going one-on-one against Elias Ricks, and Eli Ricks ain't winning them battles right now. He's winning a couple. He ain't winning all of them. That's a freshman. Chris Chris Hilton's smooth, talking about another kid that's smooth. Look, Ed, you know, the, the more and more – I see film and I see practice and all. Ed just tells you how the hell it is, man. He don't pull no punches. What you get, what you hear from him at a press conference is what you get. Stop sending me text messages. God, shut up. People sending me stuff when they know I'm on here. So stupid. That's my fault for not turning it off. Uh, Henry Pooh Bear says, Roman Harper just said Max being left-handed gives us an advantage. I don't know why he would say – I mean, I know why he's saying that. Um, I th- Look, I thought Max was bigger than la- – I mean, a lot bigger than last year. I thought that, you know, he was a little string bingy, uh, string beanie. Look, <laughs> I, honestly, I mean, guys, I'm 6'2 that kid's all of six five, six four, and he's got he got he got some muscle behind him. He got some muscle behind him. I just says he's two thirty. He's not two thirty. No way he's two thirty. I'd I'd say he's around two. I'd say he's Joe Burrow weight. I'd say he's six four, two eighteen, two twenty. He's right there in that comfortable zone. Um, let's see. Brandon says, "Do you think Saints trade for C.J. Henderson? They should." Terry says, will we have a modern-day lockdown defense? Will they meet the expectations of less than 30, 25, 30 points a game so that our offense doesn't have to carry the load? Um, a modern-day defense um, – a modern-day defense maybe. Guys, again, there's not a position group that you don't have talent. I think – I do I, – my feeling is – in this coaching staff, Andre Carter, Blake Baker, Corey Raymond, Durante Jones, et cetera, et cetera. You can go on the offensive side. Guys, Durante Jones, Durante ain't got to say things more than once. And there's this thing that happens in sports, and there's this thing that happens in football. When you when you love a coach, even when he gets down, get choose your ass, and you love that coach and you want to play for him, there's something to be said about kids giving everything that they have for a coach that they love. Now, I, I don't know how to explain it other than it's just a, a very good connection. Another thing in that, 
the communication from the defensive back room. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Keep talking your shit. Keep talking your shit. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to get freaked out about an early practice in August, I'm, and I'm not trying to, but I think that, you know, from what everybody is saying negatively, in a negative manner, let me put it like this. Here's how I, here's how I envision, envisioned it. From people that have gone out there and seen everything and, you know, went to all the spring practices and talk, have sources, you know, my my daddy who drives the Rolls Royce told me that the old line wasn't looking good. That Durante Jones didn't know what he was doing. But I've been out there. Bitch, you have no idea what you're looking at. Quarterbacks are, are supposed to be missing receivers. Quarterbacks are supposed to be having fumbles to the running back. Quarterbacks are not supposed to be able to get checks at the line of scrimmage. R wide receivers are missing balls. O-line's missing blocks. D-line's getting blown off the ball. Linebackers can't do shit. The wide receivers are, are absolutely beating the Rudy Poo at the DB room. If you ask some people here locally, that's what the hell that was going on. That's not going on right now. I'm so excited for when that, what is it, 25 days, 26, 27 days, whatever it is. I'm so ready to go out there to the Rose Bowl and whip some candy ass. Keep put, keep pulling down on this team. I double dog dare you. Double dog dare you. Blaine Smith says Anthony Bradford's better than Chasing Hines. No, he's not. Not right now. No, not right now. No, he's not. Not saying he can't be. Right now, he's not. Guys, you got to go pop in uh, LSU-Auburn 2018. Do me a favor after we get off the show. Go pop in uh, Auburn. Go pop in Auburn-LSU 2018 when LSU effectively ran zone blocking schemes and watch Chasen Hodge physically dominate Derrick Brown for three quarters. Chasen Hodge in a right scheme and a right offseason can be effective, and he can be really good. Not saying that Anthony Bradford won't be. Not saying Anthony Bradford won't rotate in and out with Chasen Hines. But Chasen Hines has it. You got to be able to give it to him. You got to give him the good stuff. You got to have communication. You got to run good stuff for your O line too. When you're sending six and you got five in to protect, it's not easy for O line. When you send a, one more guy, then you have blockers. It's not easy. By the way, John Emery looked really good too. Uh, I'm a little worried about him. I'm a little worried about him. Um, I'm not worried about Ty Davis Price. <laughs> I ain't worried about it. Uh, somebody brought up an offensive line question. Uh, Mark says, Hester said O-line started slow and then excelled. Um, if you're talking about Saturday and Sunday excelling, hell yeah. Now, you can take that two ways. You can take it that the O-line is beating the hell out of the D-line, or you could take it that the D that you know you could take that in a lot of different ways. I'm telling you, like I told you all spring, like I told you that would happen in all summer. They're going to go back and forth. You better be careful of saying the O-line's not good. You better be careful with that. Better be careful. Uh, Jared says, "Is there any weaknesses in DBU?" <laughs> 
I don't I don't know if I'd say weaknesses. I'd say there are some slight concerns. I'd say you have a freshman out there that is putting Eli Ricks in a blender currently. Um, <laughs> I would say that you you know it's just going to be Cardell Flott's year. Can Cardell Flott step up? Do you put do you put a freshman in there? Do you put a Sage Ryan in there? Can he grasp the defense? There, you know Eli Ricks has been was out an entire spring. Does it take him a minute to catch up? There are some concerns, but I do think that when you did have a guy out in in Eli Ricks, you had a guy in Dwight McLaughlin that stepped up. Again, I've talked about his story way too much, you know, telling, sticking the middle fingers up in the air to the guys who are saying, hey, you won't get a fifth star in recruiting if you don't come to the five-star challenge. Then, you know, a a, a one-time top 25 uh, recruiting talent gets demoted to a four-star because he doesn't go to it. They make all the excuses in the world, and all of a sudden here comes Dwight McLaughlin out of nowhere. Oh, here comes four-star Dwight McLaughlin. Come on now. Uh, Brody says, how much of a difference did Brad Davis make the guys start to develop now? I think that he's just teaching them more fundamentals. I think that, um, you know, (laughs) there's different coaching styles. I think that um, his coaching style, other than the past and James Craig, you know, James was a teacher. He's not going to, you know, get all in your face and yell at you. Brad Davis is going to get all up in your grill. And he's going to tell you like it is. He's he going to teach you how the cow eats the cabbage. And there ain't no pulling back on Brad Davis. Some of you know exactly why I know that. <laughs> but the technique. So I'll give you an example. You know, a lot of people think when you're on the D-line, you know, the D-line, all D-linemen want to do is get their hands on you. They want to shoot. They want to get your D, their hands on you. As an offensive lineman, yeah, you want to get your hands in – on a defensive uh, defensive lineman, but you want to keep them closer to you. You want to keep that D lineman closer to you because it's so when you're close and tight and you're close body to body, defensive linemen that put their hands out and they want to do moves, they want to they want to rip through, they want to rip, they want to swim, they want to spin. When you have a guy that's that close to you, it's really hard to get you know to start moving. It's really hard to make that rip move to get on the outside. It's really hard to to swipe. I mean, there's those are the small things that I saw Brad Davis talking about getting hit the hip and zone blocking schemes. Look, if you're going to be blocking a backside in, you want to get your hip, you want to get your hands, and you want to get half that man, and you want to get vertical. Those are small things that I didn't see from from James Craig. Those small little simplifications if you will, are things that I didn't necessarily see from James. And and look, there were some things that I thought that he did that were really good, but you don't do it right, I'm going to get your ass. And it's, it's funny the intensity that Brad Davis is bringing. <laughs> God bless any O-lineman that gives up a sack. And it's their fault. God bless them. Uh, Brand says, which defensive player impressed you the most? I'd say uh, impressed me. Uh, I'd say Sage Ryan shocked me a little. I kind of got a little bit of a jolt when I saw him. Um, I tell you, man, Glenn Logan kind of shocked me. I mean, look, going from 325 and then being out during the spring a little, uh, being less than 300 pounds. I mean, look, the, the the kid's serious now. The kid's serious. I mean, I thought that he looked good. I thought he looked really good. I think Mason Smith, um, as an imposing factor, um, 
kind of shocked me. You don't realize how big that kid is. Um, you don't you don't realize how big Mason is, and he he he's a mamma jamma. Uh, Robert Law says hashtag Ask Blake. What is the position battle? What do you mean, Robert? I'm going to need you to break that down. What do you mean? Uh, Mark said O line won some and D line won some basically. Yeah, I mean, look, they're just bat- they're battling it out. I mean, I and I thought I thought the running game looked really good. Guys, you can run the football. You can do a lot a lot of things in this in in this offense. They're going to run. Navy MM two on YouTube says, "Can't wait for UCLA and the season go Tigers." And Zach says, "Oh, Sage Ryan is a beast. Our secondary is scary if they have good communication." I, again, there's there's a couple of things there. Can Sage pick it up? There's not a slight to his intelligence. I mean, look for the family that he comes from. There's nobody that's going to have a more of a football IQ than an individual that comes from the background that Sage Ryan comes comes from. You know, Trev Falk, Kev. I mean, there's you can't you. I'm not going. The kids just got some serious football IQ. The question is, and what a lot of freshmen struggle with is not only communication, it's not only just how fast things move, not only college football but the SEC, but can he pick up on the terminology? Can he pick on what pick up on what he needs to do in his zone coverage? Hey, Durante Jones is making a check, whatever the check's going to look like. Beep, 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 beep. He makes a check on the sidelines, and they get it in. You go from a man to a zone, does he know what he's supposed to be doing there? I mean, those are a lot of things that sometimes can overwhelm freshmen. So, to, again, to say he's a day one guy, I don't know. He's not going to be a day one guy. And, look, Jack Besh is a day one guy out of a, out of necessity more than he is a day one guy because of freakish athlete. Now, is he a freak athlete? Yes. But, again, you don't have the, you don't have the depth of tight end like you do at safety. And it's good to be able to have a big body guy, a big body slot that can run and tackle. Uh, Stephen Miller, my good friend, what's up, brother? He says, "Laughing at the fools, thinking this is going to be a one-score game." You know, there's so many different, um, there's so many different takes on this UCLA game, guys. Don't freak out when UCLA scores points. Don't freak out when UCLA gets a lot of yardage. I say a lot of yardage. I mean, I shouldn't say a lot of yardage, but you can't freak out. Mark says, tight end, Cole Taylor, Nick Stores, and Jack Besh. Yeah, guys, I don't know about Nick Stores. He was out there. Um, guys, I think I, I think that Nick Stores is done. Uh, and, and it sucks because, you know, he had a playing career that on the diamond ended uh, too early. And now, I mean, look, and, and you could tell he was laboring a little bit. I, can't, I couldn't really tell – what the issue was, and uh, you know, but that that sucks. Uh, Kenny says I'm hearing Major Burns is very good vocal leader. Yeah, he chirps out there. He chirps out there. I mean, <laughs> having Major Burns out there and being vocal is not going to be a problem. It's not going to be a problem. Uh, Stephen Miller says your boy Zach Van Rosenberg was raving about the Nuss bus. I love it. See all that doom and gloom. Was just BS, and, and yeah, that's why I'm trying to bring it in here. Um, I'm going to get to this comment. Uh, Josh says Max is two thirty. Max Johnson is not two thirty. 
Max Johnson is not 230 pounds. I promise you. Not 230 pounds. Pro- I promise you he's not 230 pounds. Um, and look, I'm kind of tired of, you know, everybody. Look, here's what we do. If it was bad, I'd tell you it's bad. <laughs> if it was bad, I would come on here and tell you it was bad. It's not. It's not. It's not. There's only a few concerns, okay? But nothing's bad. Nothing's. You know, you would make you would feel because of the 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 pressure from the outside coming into this team that they would look like. What was the beginning of the water boy? Well, I mean, I don't know how you would characterize that, but it, I felt like if you would have just listened to media. Outside of myself, if you would have listened to media for God knows how long, you would have been going to the Bad News Bears, the beginning of Waterboy, when everybody sucked, and then you go out there, and then all of a sudden you got a guy like Bobby Boucher, and and, and your team's doing great. I mean, that's that's basically what I felt like. You know, I mean, I'm just like, well, man, you know, because I'm hearing things, and I'm seeing things, and I'm like, man, am I going crazy? Am I going cuckoo for freaking Cocoa Puffs? And is what I'm watching on film something different than what these Rudy Poos are seeing? I go out there and I watch two-thirds of it, and I'm like, what the frick is going on with these Rudy Poos? What the hell did you see? What the hell are you watching? Guys, don't forget to go follow us on TikTok. <laughs> I'm liking the TikTok. Let's do this really quick. Guys, you got to go see my good friend, Mr. Richie Roche. Over at Roche's Lawn and Landscape, 225-937-7220. That's 225-937-7220. If you want the best-looking yard in your neighborhood, nobody services you better than Richie Roche over at Roche's Lawn and Landscape. Again, that's 225-937-7220. My good friend John Patton over at GMFS Mortgage, serving your community since 1999. 225-614-1234. That's 225-614-1234. Buying a new home, saving money on the mortgage you have now, guys, or even doing that cash-out refi. The timing has never been better. Get in touch with John Patton today. Again, that's 225-614-1234. Guys, he's doing our house. He's going to be doing the studio. I mean, there's so many different things that John Patton can do. And look, the worst thing that you can do is you call John. He tells you that there's nothing he can do for you. And then you, everybody goes on their merry way. But if you want to save two, three, four, five hundred dollars a month, you got to get in touch with John Patton. Again, that's 225 614 1234. All righty. Uh, Mark says, Who Mike Jones? Who Mike Jones? My wife asked me why I got to say that every time. Be- baby, you didn't grow up in the same hood I did. Megan, do you know what Mike Jones's phone number is? She didn't grow up in the same hood I grew up from, y'all. 281-330-8004. Back then, they didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They all on me. Just telling you, bro. Mike Jones. And everybody loves it. <laughs> Brandon Reese says, the good thing is that most of the positions have depth. See, and that and Brandon is right here. Here's been my issue all offseason when people say that LSU at position groups don't have depth. What do you mean by they don't have depth? There's one thing to not have depth. There's one thing to not have bodies. There's another thing to have bodies and not have them, you know, a lot of guys experienced. 
There's another thing to say that, hey, you got, you know, there's so many different ways you can go about that. If you don't have the bodies, then you don't have depth. You don't have depth at tight end. I would not be shocked in the slightest if you had a defensive end, maybe a linebacker, that moved his happy self over to tight end. Uh, athletic freak that can go over to tight end. Would not shock me in the slightest. Because, guys, Cole Taylor goes down, you're down to Jack Besh. You, Jack Besh goes down, you're down to Cole Taylor. And then you got a handful of walk-ons, and you ain't going to play them. That ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. I would not be shocked at the end of this. They move a, t- a tight end. Speaking of tight end, a lot of people have been asking me about Devontae Lee. Guys, he's running at number three right now. <laughs> I mean, he was running at three. and So was Coy Moore, and so was Trey Palmer. I thought Trey Palmer looked fantastic. I mean, and fantastic in the way catching the football. And the kid's electric. Um, ha- you know, not a lot of drop passes. I thought DJ – guys, I thought the philosophies that DJ – Here's here's in the vision that I saw. DJ Mangus, and then I f- rewinded my life and my brain back to 2019. I'm like, hey, who in the hell is this guy, Joe? I mean, I know who Joe Brady is, but what's he saying? What 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 Joe's saying? Skirt! Then we fast forward, and that's what saying, guys, if you closed your eyes and you listened to what DJ said and then you rewind your brain back to 19, you closed your eyes, you don't know what – damn, Joe Brady left? I, from a teaching standpoint, don't blow my DMs up with that comment. Don't blow them up. I'm just telling you. From a philosophy standpoint. Gary Daniels. Is that just – Gary, are you the Gary Daniels that calls the games on CBS? Uh, Bradley says, flight will start week one. Very possible. Very possible. And and look, it, it, it could come down to as well that they feel comfortable with Cardell. Could, could be possible with that. I, I could see that. I could see that. Stephen Miller says, still trying to figure out who started the narrative that Max Johnson was just a running quarterback. Um, Look, I, I, I don't know that. I mean, I know who, who probably started it. The same guy who said he was a check down Charlie's probably the one that started it. If you listen to us on the podcast, sometimes you're going to have to come in here and see my facial reactions because when you see a long pause, you don't know what I'm doing. Uh, Dalton Harris says, which freshman wide receiver do you expect expect to play the most? Brian Thomas Jr. looks damn good in pads. I'm telling you now, uh, Brian Thomas, um, <laughs> do, hey, give me a thumbs up if you think Eli Ricks is going to be a dog. Give me a thumbs up in the comments that Eli Ricks is going to be a dog, which I'm right there with you. I, I can't put the thumbs up in there. Um, if you think he's going to be a dog, just know that there's times where BTJ was making a name for himself. I think Chris Hilton's smooth. Um, I don't know if I, I don't know if Malik is going to scratch that um, that surface, but I think that Brian Thomas athletically. <laughs> Feels like because the kid can run, man. He's an explosive X wide receiver on the outside. Um, reminds me a little bit of a uh, Terrace Marshall. Maybe a little bit more explosive, honestly. Um, but he's not as. I mean, he's as tall as Terrace, but he's not as. You know, he's not as thick. He ain't got that weight on him. Like, look, Terrace was solid. Now Terrace had some weight to him. I mean, Brian did not 
doesn't I mean Bryant Bryant he's got height, man. He ain't got a lot of meat on them bones now. He ain't got a lot of meat on his bones. I mean six five one ninety eight. I mean, look, man, he gonna have to he my man gonna have to crack two oh five with that body frame. Ain't nothing wrong with being six five two oh five as fast as that kid can run. Ain't nothing to put six seven eight nine ten pounds on now. He has the body frame. Uh, Travis Dyson says, I love Chris Hilton, my favorite wide receiver in last class. I, yeah, I, I thought, speaking of that too, I thought Deion Smith looked okay. I think that he's got, you know, um, I think, you know, he's going to be all right, but I think he just needs to um, maybe fundamentals a little bit. He played really high. Um, he just played really high. He's gonna have to. He's he gonna have to be. He's gonna have to get some fundamental a little bit better. But the, but look, let me say this about Deion Smith though. Um, Deion Smith though, if you get him in the open field, he's a nightmare. He's a nightmare. Jason says, why not put in an extra O tackle as tight end in those blocking run situations? I think that Jason, that you can do that. There's not a problem with doing that. But basically, you're telling your the entire stadium we're running the football. The, the the good thing about and what Jake Peets and DJ and and George Munoz what they want to do is they want to create a five man protection. What do I mean by that? If you don't know, it's okay. Is you want to have the left tackle, left guard, center, right guard, right tackle. You want to keep those five guys in. Maybe you have a running back that chips a defensive end or a blitzing linebacker, whatever it might be. You remember when Clyde got motioned against Texas? He melted the guy in the hole. You, you know what the rest is history on that third and seventeen. Joe makes a little move, gives it to JJ. We're all to the house there are some small things that you can do there you had Thaddeus Moss that would split out wide you remember the catch uh, against Alabama man's out wide you're at that point you're telling the entire world we're running the football you're telling that's another receiver that Max doesn't have an option for so that there's a reason that you have to have explosive tight ends because you have no idea if he's going to block, if he starts fake, if he gives you a little delay block, and if he starts going in on the zone and he hits a defensive end, you're like, okay, well this is a run, and then all of a sudden he releases, then you have a big issue. An O lineman ain't going to do that, and there's not an O lineman on this team right now outside of Charles Turner who you can't move because he's your backup center that you can't move over to tight end. There's a lot of concerns at that tight end position for me. A lot of concerns. Now, that when I say concern, I don't mean catching the football. I don't mean running routes. That's not an issue for me. And I do think Cole Taylor could be okay at run blocking. But, man, God almighty. Look, it's a concern for me, guys. I'm just going to tell you. The, the same way that I'm telling you that tight end is a concern is if I would have saw something that I didn't like, then I would come out here and tell you. Gonna be doing it again this week. If there's something I don't like, I'm gonna come out here and tell you. I promise you that. Good thing is, is they don't have. A, they had a lot of guys in non-contact jerseys, but those guys in non-contact jerseys running full speed. You gotta stay healthy. The teams that 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 normally stay healthy are the teams that are there at the end. If you go and look at it, the teams that have the least amount of players on the on the injury report, injury report are usually the teams that you see in the top ten. I mean, I'm talking about the chalky teams now. I'm talking about the chalky teams. 
Uh, Anthony on Facebook Live says, which position battles would you be paying attention to most? I think safety, I think linebacker are your biggest. I think that there's a big um, – I, I, I think that one thing that we haven't talked about uh, in reference to position battles is also defensive line. I said this on with Mike Scarborough at the practice. Look, Joseph Evans is running with the one uh, D-line one right now. You've got Glenn Logan. you got Neil Farrell. You've got guys like Tank Guillory. you got guys like Jaqueline Roy. Jaqueline Roy is going to start, guys. I'm just telling you that right now. I don't care what order Ed wants to put him in right now. Jaqueline Roy is going to start. Um, Mason Smith, defensive end. It, it, it can you know Andre Anthony, B.J. Ojolari, Ali Gay, Sony Fanu, and then you got the young Thundercats that I haven't even talked about, and Savion Jones. First off, let's talk about Savion Jones for a hot damn minute. Good googly moogly. <laughs> Look, I, I don't know if this isn't Ed's best class, y'all. Recruiting-wise? Shit, no. Mm-mm. This is the best class. I, 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 I'd ma- I would make the argument. Let me tell you what I'm about to do here. I'd make the argument that this is Ed's best class since he's been here, even, with it, even when he was an assistant under Les. I think that this is the best recruiting class that you've had from guys that can come in and play currently and guys that are ready to go and guys that are athletic freaks, look, you keep giving let – me, let me tell you one, one gosh darn thing. Let Ed continue to have success. Let Ed continue to recruit the way that he's recruiting. Some things Ed's got to clean up, and I get it. Some things Ed's got to clean up. And I think and with experience as a head coach, he will do that. I ain't got no – I'm a little bit – more lenient on Ed than some at times. I think he does some stupid stuff sometimes. I think he does some brilliant stuff at times. When it comes to recruiting, the man's a god dog genius. I don't need 247 to tell me anything. I don't need rivals to tell me a god dog thing. And I sure as hell don't need on three to tell me a Rudy Pooh thing because I know what my eyeballs are telling me. When I look at a guy like Savion Jones, when I look at a guy like Mason Smith, when I look at a guy like uh, Bryce Langston, and then I look at Landon Jackson, and I'm thinking to myself, wait, that's your freaking recruiting class? Now, the only slight that I'm going to give them is maybe from an offensive line standpoint, yeah, you can make that argument. They got to get some bodies in there. But they also got 14 guys that are on scholarship. Let's read this off. I should have done this before I got started. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Sixteen kids on scholarship from the O line. We have a depth problem. We have a depth problem. There's a difference between depth and experience. Y'all, I, they about to make me act a god dog fool. See, I like I got a lot of thumbs in here. People talking about um, if everybody thinks Eli Gate, I mean Eli Gay, Eli Ricks is a dog, and you got a lot of them in here. Well, then let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. If you think he's a dog, Brian Thomas is getting some, getting some. <laughs> All right. So. I don't know, three-in-a-row info. <laughs> Henry says, what's a fullback? LSU ain't got one. Uh, Tank Guillory's their fullback. 
<laughs> I probably shouldn't have said that. Oh, God. I shouldn't have said that. Tank Guillory probably going to be y'all's fullback. Be Good says, oh, is there a fullback on this team? Nah, they don't need one. Uh, Brandon Reese says, I want to see the linebackers get back to bringing back the intimidation factor in terms of putting hits on wide receivers. Um, You know, there's an interesting thing that you can say about Mike Jones. I know he wants to play inside linebacker, and I know that that's his vocal point and what he's told LSU he wants to do. But if you you want to talk about the slot – and we're talking about Cardell Flott as an example. Guys, we still have film of Mike Jones Jr. at 230-something pounds running with wide receivers from Ohio State making picks. So, I mean, this they're not forging this. I'm telling you they're not forging this one. Um, Mike Jones is 19. Where's 19? Yeah, Mike Jones is 234 pounds. Kid 200 – I said he was 235 pounds last week. A kid's 235 pounds running with wide receivers. If you have an issue where you need to put him in a slot, you can. It's like Jabril Cox a little bit, but a, but a guy that can actually defend the run a little bit better. But you got to have your defensive line that controls the line of scrimmage a lot better than they did last year too. All right, we're about almost an hour in here. Let's get to a couple more of these. Uh, Kevin says, I was just thinking that very same thing about tight end, Blake. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't. I I can I could very well see um I can very well see LSU moving a defensive end that maybe not be that might not be playing as much from a depth perspective to move him over there. So uh, name a guy, name somebody that would want to help your team and do it. Sony Fanua. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's one guy that comes to mind, but I don't think he could play tight end. I mean, I don't know if any guy that. Right now, I mean, you got the little kid, but I mean, I don't think he's ever played tight end a day in his life, and he's a he's a little bitty guy too. Uh, Chili Vic says hashtag ask. Let me say this before we get started because I just saw this. Con- I, I I just thought about this. I see a lot of people freaking out about like guys like Cordell Flott, Sage uh, Sage Wright. No, not Sage. Uh, Derek Stingley. Who else missed a practice? John Emery missed a practice. Ty Davis Price. Let me tell you, how- bro. I'm going to say this, and this is going to piss a lot of people off. Let me just say, let me say this. Um, people, media members were freaking out about players missing. And instead of waiting, asking the staff like they should have done, what's going on? Since you, you know, it's, it's a great observation to say, it's a great observation to say Hey, so-and-so wasn't at practice today. We'll see if he's out here tomorrow. Buddy Sanji did that, for example. Hey, Cardell Fly wasn't at practice. Let's see what Ed says. Right? Like, let's see what Ed says in a, in a little bit. Let's 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 find out. Didn't freak out about it. F- come to find out, it's taking a final. Then you got media members running out there saying, you know, guys, come on now. Don't freak out yet. Pet peeve, man. Come on. There's more things that you run – that you don't run, then you run. Uh, Deep Pain, the goat, sounds very uh, French of you, says Tommy Moffat says he'll have Brian Thomas Jr. 220 before he leaves. I could see that. He's got the frame that I think he could do it. Uh, Jared Roche asks, which running back has better speed? I'd say Amari Goodwin. 
Um, seemed to be very – he reminded me very Clyde Edwards-Alarish with speed. Um, Got to see if he can catch the ball, though. Uh, Mark says, hashtag ask Blake, how many total touchdowns Russ and pass does Max get this year? 29 pass, 14 run. I, I I don't think you get 14 run just because, just due to the simple nature that um, – basically due to the simple nature that you have a true freshman quarterback and, and then walk on behind him. I don't know if you. I don't know if they're going to put Max in that much of harm's way. I I, I can't really. I can't necessarily uh, see that. Right. So to say fourteen now. If I don't know if you guys saw the video, but I don't. You know, if Max. I mean, if Miles Brennan comes back, can you start doing some things? Absolutely, we'll see. But people that are going to harp and bitch and complain and moan. Hurry up, remember. That Miles Brennan's going to be your second your second string quarterback when he comes back. You better think twi- you better be- think very long about that one. Think very long about that one. You just better be glad. Nuss- hope Nussmeyer doesn't want to leave if 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 Miles comes back and he's you know because this kid could could have a uh, scenario where he's got two years of eligibility. If I'm it, I wouldn't give it to him. I like this one from Kevin. Kevin says, I think Landon Jackson played some tight end in high school. Correct me if I'm wrong, though. I need to check on that. But he's a guy that I think, you know, that's – Kevin, that's a that, – look, I like that. Now, I don't know if the kid doesn't want to play – he might want to play DN now. I mean, that's – you'd have to ask him. Um, and um, just I'd ask him that he and tell him he can move back when the time – but we need some depth right now. Wait till Jake Johnson gets in here. Hmm. You know, I'm gonna uh Kevin, I might uh I might make some phone calls on that one. Uh buddy, uh Jason says, Buddy and Scarborough Day three recap. We're talking about pot uh about possibly three deep on D line. That's true. Uh do you think that they'll be able to rotate three different D lineman units and keep them all rested and less injuries? Yeah, I think they can do it. I think that they could do it. Uh, Aaron Adams says Coach O needs to knows how to address the roster issues in the portal during recruiting. Yeah, he does. People saying that man's not a good recruiter. Uh, Steve Tidwell says we have the talent, but have you seen the coming them coming together as a collective team? Steve, I think that that's a good question. Yes, especially defensively. Uh, and, and look, I thought Max. For credit to give to him, I thought that I thought that Max was a little bit more vocal than I thought he'd be. Um, uh oh, I thought Max was a little bit more vocal than I thought he'd be. There goes the camera. Soon as my son gets on his Rudy Pooh and uh thing, all right, let's do this. We'll call it there. We'll call it there. It's a good question though, Steve. Yes, end of the. To give you to give you that answer, yes, um, no questions asked. Um, a lot more vocal than I thought that Max would be. A lot more vocal than I thought Max would be. Uh, LSU Odyssey says Landon caught one or two touchdowns, but he also got uh, got hurt playing tight end in practice. Got to put him out there. You don't have a choice if you, if you can if you can if you can ask him and he'll say yes. You don't have you don't have a you don't have a choice. You're gonna have to probably move somebody over there. You guys, you don't have a choice anymore. And let me tell you something: if the kid can catch, if the Rudy Poo, if, if he can catch that Rudy Pooh and ball, 
you got to move him over there. Let's see. Two more and we'll get on out of here. Jason says, that's why I fr- – that then that's a freaking nightmare for every team we're going against. That's going to be awesome. What's that? What's that? Uh, and Amanda from Hashtag Tiger Nation says, I just hope if Max is doing awesome, they don't try to put Brennan in and screw Amanda, they ain't going – I know you're putting the Jared Lee and Jared Jer- Jordan Jefferson thing. That ain't going to happen. 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 Ed ain't that dumb. Jeffrey says, is somebody tight end out? Yeah, uh, Nick Stores is out for the rest of the year. Possibly will never play again. Uh, LSU Odyssey says, why the hell are we even talking about Landon Jackson at tight end? We have a choice, Jack Besh. All right, while well, in it here, Lon, um, 207, 210-pound Jack Besh going up against a 290-pound defensive end in the SEC, taking it from a guy that played against defensive linemen from the SEC at Southeastern. You're not going to be able to block him at 210 pounds consistently. You're not going to be able to push him. Period. You don't have the depth, period. With a capital T at the end. If you if your if your tight end blocking scenario is Jack Besh blocking an SEC DN, then I'm sorry for you. Lon, I'm not getting in the battle with you. He was gonna Nick Stores would have been an option, a guy that can block, and you have depth. You don't you have two guys. If you have one of the tight ends that goes down in camp, you have an issue. So guys, I'm sorry. I'm not lying, I'm not trying to poo-poo on you here, but that ain't right. Jack Bash goes down, what do you do? You don't have a tight end. You got to walk on. You can you can't make the same argument for quarterback and not tight end when you have two scholarship quarterbacks and you have two scholarship tight ends. Now make the argument. You, you can't worry about quarterback and not worry about tight end, period. Period. End of story. Let's get out of here. Our Terry, we'll end it on here. Is running the table a legitimate argument now that uh, you have seen the scheme and talent? Uh, like I said last week, I'll keep the same. You've got the talent to run the table. You have the talent to run the table. You can do it. You can do it. It's not easy. It's not easy. You can do it. It's going to be hard. Or I'm not. It's always hard. So when I say that, it's always hard. It's always hard to run that table. We're out of here. See you tomorrow, guys. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.